The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Our teaching series on laws. And today's teaching would be very, very powerful. Very powerful. And I want to advise that everybody actually ensures that they follow the teaching today. Last week, we looked at the law of faith in prayer. Then we also examined the law of desire. All right, we looked at the law of faith. Then we looked at the law of desire. Now, I don't want to start doing a recap of all of those things because of time. But today, I am going to now be looking at the law of love. The law of love in prayer. Love is a very important component of prayer. And the moment we understand how all right, um, prayer actually works, we now begin to see and understand all right, that when love, all right, is not operative, or when we do not walk in love, it can actually act as an hindrance to the manifestation of our answers in prayer. Now, let's look at love, love, all right? The man who is born again is born of the Spirit. St. John's Gospel, chapter 3. Look at St. John's Gospel, chapter 3, and from verse 3 to 5. Let's look at that. He's born of the Spirit of God. The Bible says, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot what enter into the kingdom of god he said if man be born of the spirit of god he cannot see the kingdom of god then he says that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit marvel not that i say unto you you must be what born again so that means the man who is born again is born of the spirit of god he is spiritual hallelujah seeing as the spirit is the one who gave birth to him okay he is spiritual seeing that the Spirit of God is the one who gave birth to him. Now, in St. John's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 14, it states there clearly, now, God is spirit. Glory to God. God is a spirit. Now, God is a spirit. Now, God is a spirit. Now, God is a spirit. Which therefore means, if God is a spirit, it means that to have access to God or to relate with God, you will have to do so in a spiritual way. To have access to God and to relate with God, you will have to do it in a spiritual way because God is spirit. So flesh cannot reach God. Only spirit can reach God. Hallelujah. Flesh cannot reach God. Only spirit can reach God. So it says now God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I think that's John 4.24 that the, the, the scripture you put up there is wrong. All right. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The other thing he tells us about God is that God is love. First John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8. It says, God is love. Let's turn in there. God is love. It says, He that knoweth not, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. For God is love. So there are two things opposed to John in the Gospel of John and the Epistle of John, all right, says about God. Number one, it says, God is a spirit. Number two, it says God is love. God is a spirit, speaks to the nature of God. God is love, speaks to the character of God. Praise God. All right? God is a spirit, speaks to the nature of God. All right? The nature in that is a spirit. It's not the flesh. It's not a man. Hallelujah. It's a spirit. He's everywhere. All right? God is love, speaks to the character of God. The word love there is agape. Agape means sacrificial love, a love that is not unconditional, a love that gives glory to God, all right, independent of the performance, all right, of the recipient of that gift. It is a, uh, a kind of love that is sacrificial. It is different from filios, which is friendship love, all right. It is different from eros, which is what? Sexual love, praise God, all right. And it's different from family love. It is agape. Glory to God. It is regarded as the highest kind of love. And it says, God is love. God is love. So if God is spirit, or God is a spirit, then we can only relate with him with our spirits. And we can only relate with him spiritually. If God is love, it therefore means that we cannot reach him with a heart full of hatred and unforgiveness. Hallelujah. We've, we've stated that prayer is a spiritual activity. Glory to God. Prayer is a what? It's a spiritual activity. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 19, he says, Pray with all prayer and supplication 
with thanksgiving we are in the spirit. So that means prayer is a spiritual activity that is done in one location in the spirit. Glory to God. And God is a spirit. So when we are praying, we are praying via God. We are praying through God. We are praying in God. And if God is a spirit and God is also love, it therefore means that we cannot handle spiritual things with a heart that is functioning in the flesh. Glory to God. We cannot handle spiritual things with a heart that functions in the flesh. So you will find out that when Jesus speaks about prayer in the Gospels, there is one thing you keep finding him bringing up. He keeps bringing up things like unforgiveness. Let's look at it. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6 and verse 9. Are we there? He says, now listen. I want us to notice something very, very powerful. Number one, in that in all of the scriptures, all of the gospels, the disciples never asked Jesus to teach them anything except to pray. All of the teachings that Jesus Christ gave in parables, Jesus gave it of his own will. Hallelujah. But you find out that prayer was the only thing that the disciples themselves asked him to teach them. All right. Every other time he says, when they ask questions, and when shall these things be? But for prayer, he said, teach us to pray. Because they noticed that prayer was something that was intrinsic to Jesus' life. Glory to God. Jesus' life. He was man of life. The Bible makes us understand that Jesus, many times, we wake up way morning to go and what? And pray. And when he woke up to pray, after he prayed and, and left the mountain or wherever he prayed, he would go into the communities and work miracles. So the disciples could see that there was a direct relationship between his praying and what? The power that was demonstrated in the streets. So they said, teach us to pray because they wanted to walk the same thing that he walked. Praise God. Now, remember in Matthew chapter 17, in the Mount of Transfiguration, the Bible lets us know that Jesus was transformed between Peter, Peter, James, and John. But while they came down from the mountain, they met the other disciples, the other nine, battling with a demon in a young man. And they could not cast that devil out. The father comes to meet Jesus and said, Jesus, I have come to your disciples to deliver my son of this demon, but they couldn't cast it out. Praise God. Jesus asked, how long has this demon been with him? Okay, praise God. So how long has this demon been with him? He said he has been with him since he was a child. All right. Then Jesus now said, how long, all right, shall I be with you, O you of little faith? Then he cast out the devil. The devil throws the guy. All right. Then the devil leaves him. Then after a while, the disciples come to meet Jesus and ask. And they say, Lord, why couldn't we what? Cast it out. Because they had been casting devils out. All right. That was the first one that didn't come out. So he says, why couldn't we cast it out? Jesus said, all right, all right. What did he say? He says what? No. First thing he said was, it was what? Go there, Matthew 17. He first said they were uh, because of your unbelief. That was the first thing he said. First thing he said. Matthew 17, verse 20. You see it here quickly. And Jesus said unto them, because of your what? Because of your what? Unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be what? Impossible unto you. But look at the next thing he said in 21. In 21 he says, Abit, this kind goeth not out, but by what? Prayer and what? So that means that demon was a kind. He said, this kind goeth not out, but by what? Prayer and fasting. Praise God. Now, there's a lot of contention as to whether verse 21 is in the originals, but it's in the KJV, so let's leave it like that. Praise God. Now, what does it tell you? Jesus connects prayer, glory to God, for the, to the manifestations of faith. Glory to God. Jesus calls a man who does not pray an unbelieving man. Glory to God. Now, notice, it didn't say this kind go ahead not by praying, prayer, all right, before the demon possessed. Because they were praying before the demon possessed. What Jesus was talking about was prayer in your personal place. A lifestyle of what? Of prayer. A lifestyle of making power available. That will not be dispensed when you need it. Glory to God. Alright? Glory to God. I taught in our lucky church last week about the difference between authority and power. Try and make sure you get that message. What's the title of the message again? 
I don't know, they've not put it up. But try to get the difference between authority and power. I broke it down, all right, so that you understand as a believer, if you do not generate enough power in the place of prayer, it would affect the quantum of power and forcefulness that is manifested when you use authority. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. All right, so let's continue. So if God is spirit, then we can only relate with him with our spirits. If God is love, we can only reach him with a heart full of love, but we will not be able to function properly in fellowship with God when our heart is full of what? Hatred and what? Unforgiveness. So you find that Jesus many times, when he came to prayer, he always hammered on forgiveness and unforgiveness. Matthew 6, 9 to 15. Let's go back there. So you will see. Because there are many believers who are praying, but are not having answers to their prayer. They are not having manifestations and they don't, they want to know why. Why is it I'm not seeing manifestation in this regard? Why is it I'm not seeing answers in this regard? Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. Turn in there quickly. He said, after this manner, therefore pray ye. That means this, don't use the exact word. This is an example. After this manner, therefore pray ye. He says, our Father which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Verse 10. God says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I can preach a whole month on this. In fact, I can preach six months on it because he says, thy kingdom come. Which means the prayer, all right, and the expectation of the Old Testament saints. From Genesis to Malachi was for what? For the kingdom of God to come. What is the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and what? Joy in the Holy Ghost. How did righteousness, uh, righteousness and the sacrifice of who? Of Jesus. So when Jesus says, thy kingdom come, he's talking about the aspiration for Christ. Hallelujah. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Now, when he says, give us this day our daily bread, in all of the scriptures, in all of the gospels, who was the bread referred to? He was referring to what? The Christ. So when he says, give us this day our daily bread, Jesus is saying, cry out for what? The Messiah. Cry out for the Messiah. This prayer is not talking about daily bread as per, what do you call it? The manna in the Old Testament, how did they receive it? They received it how? Daily. What did the manna in the Old Testament typify in John chapter 6? Jesus said, God give. He says, I am what? The living bread that came down from heaven. So that means Jesus contrasts the manna that Moses was able to give Israel, all right, in the wilderness to him as the living bread. So when he says, give us this day our daily bread, he was referring to what? Himself. Glory. He says, and forgive us our what? He says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our what? Debtors. Now this is very powerful because all through the gospels, he repeats it. You check Mark 11. Turn to Mark 11. In Mark 11. And verse 24 and 25. Attention. Pay attention. If you are just watching, welcome. Let us know which OIKEA center you join. Let's make it as interactive as possible. Ask it on the live stream. All right. Ask people to join WhatsApp stories everywhere so that we can have, all right, a full house digitally. God bless. Now, this is the law of faith. Whatever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall what? Have. Now, look at 25. And notice, it says, and when this what? Notice, Jesus talks about the law of faith in 20. Then about the application of the law of faith in 24. Then 25. In 25, and praying, forgive us and your father also which in heaven may what? Give you your trespasses. Is Jesus saying here? But we know by virtue of his burial and resurrection, forgiveness, glory to his past and future. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, it says, in whom we have redemption, to his blood, the what? Of sins. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30, it says, alright, forgive one another, even as God, Christ, forgave what? Forgive you. In Colossians chapter 2, 13. Colossians 3, 13. It tells us there that forgiveness has been given. Alright? To the man in Christ. We are forgiven. Glory to God. So, when we come here and he tells us, alright, that, alright, forgive. If you stand praying and you have thoughts against your brother, forgive that your heavenly father may what? Forgive you too. What he is saying, there is this. When you stand praying, listen. Because he's talking about a request. You came to ask for, a, for, you understand, for answers. You came for something. Glory to God. You came to ask for something. But he's saying when you're asking God for something, you are standing asking God, I want an answer to this. I need this. But he's saying right there, you are asking me, all right, who is the father of all spirits, for an answer to a request. But you are not in harmony with your brother, who is one spirit with you too? Because your brother is also a member of the body of Christ. Go back there. 
All right, your brother is also a member of the body of Christ. The Bible says, by one spirit where we are what? Baptized into what? One body. So you are in division. You are having a division with your brother. Who is what? Who has the same spirit as you do? And you come to the father of the family and you are asking for a request from the father of the family why having hatred in your heart to your brother. Glory to God. He says, uh -uh, ma he says, hey, forgive your brother first. Because if you don't forgive your brother, I will not let that matter go. Are you following what I'm talking about? We will have to sort out this unforgiveness first before we go into your request. I, I, I don't know where you understand that. So it is like saying, all right, um, I, 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 maybe I have kids, right? I have three kids, okay? Then one kid comes and tells me, I want to buy the latest BMX bicycle. I don't know whether there are BMX bikes around. But I noticed that that my kid is in what? He's in what? He's, uh, he's uh, keeping malice with his sister. They don't talk for whatever reason. Maybe she stole his moimoy or something. I don't know. But they don't talk. Then I now tell him, hey, all right? No worry, BMX is available, all right? I'm a rich God. I can give you every single thing you want, all right? But make peace with your sister first. Glory to God. Glory to God. Because we are one family. Your sister first. Hallelujah. Because I will not move to the subject of giving you a bicycle until we deal with this hatred and unforgiveness that is in your heart. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Praise God. Why? Because prayer is to be done in spirit. Prayer is not to be done in the flesh. When you pray with unforgiveness in your heart, you are actually praying in the flesh. When you pray with unforgiveness in your heart, you are actually praying in the flesh. When you are actually, listen, disobedience to God in one area of your life is walking in the flesh. You are walking in the flesh. You, are, you cannot walk in the flesh with one leg, then walk in the spirit with another. You are either totally walking in the spirit, or you are totally walking where? In the flesh. Praise God. The other thing you want to know is this. When you are praying, you must understand that as you are praying, you are making power available. The power you are making available, where is it coming from? It is coming from what? Your own heart. Glory to God. Did you hear what I said? When you are praying in the spirit, you are making intercession and making supplications. When you are praying, you are making power available. The power you are making available is from your heart. So, if the power you are making available is from your heart, you cannot have the magnitude of the potent power of God on the inside of you in full display when there is that impurity of unforgiveness in your heart. You have to take it out so that it, the, um, what do you call it, the transmission of God's power resident in your heart will be what? Unhindered. So you find out that walking in love is the way to ensure that the power of God resident in us flows in its full measure. So when it flows in its full measure, it can get the job done. So you can have the power of God on your inside, but if you are walking in the flesh, you will not see a manifestation of that which you have on your inside. So Jesus is letting us know, you want to see in full manifestation, all right, of the force of faith and the force of my power on your inside, forgive. When you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against anybody, forgive. 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 Look at Matthew chapter 18. You see it again, Matthew 18, 23. Says when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive. Forgive. You will notice that many a times when you start praying in the spirit, all right, and asking God for something, you will find out that if you are currently in offense towards somebody, the spirit of God will begin to talk at your heart to let them go. Praise God. Forgive it. Let it go. Why? Because the spirit of God will not let you go. All right, he will not let you get away with walking in hatred and offense towards somebody while you are praying in the spirit. He's gonna say, Hey, you no, know, let that go. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. All right. So if you don't forgive, all right, unforgiveness in your heart places you in a place where you cannot receive answers from God. 
It places you in a place where you cannot receive answers from God. It places you in that place where, all right, it's hard for you to receive. Because God's God of love. So in his love, he will first talk to you about that unforgiveness. And you say, let this person go in your heart. That's what's going to tell you. Praise God. Let me just advise anyone that you are watching or you are, you know, in the, as part of the small limited audience in church. Make sure you put your phone beside, um, aside, all right, and ensure you are actually listening. Don't go and go on Twitter or Facebook, except to share the links. Amen. Don't like comments. Don't like comments and like stuff on other stuff that is not the live stream. Give us your full attention. Amen. Now look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 23. Now pay attention. See this. It's a, it's a parable. Jesus told it about unforgiveness. He says, therefore, therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. Next verse, 24. He says, and when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. This guy owed 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife, and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. 26. He says, the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Now, next verse. He now says, then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion. And lose him and forgive him the debt. All right, next verse. And now says, But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which hold him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. So his father, his king, forgave him his debt, which was huge. But one person owed him something little, praise God, and he says, No, you have to pay. Now, look at next verse, 29. He now says, And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me. I will pay thee all. 30. He says, And he would not, but went and cast him into prison, till he should what? Pay the debt. 31. He now says, So when his fellow servants saw what was done, Are you seeing that? They were very sorry, and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Next verse, 32. He now says, then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that, that, all that debt, because you asked me, because thou desirest me. Remember, desirest is ITO, remember? All right, because you asked me. All right, next verse. It now says, Should not thou also have had compassion on thy what? Fellow servant. So remember Ephesians 4.32, all right? If your brother offends you, he says, forgive one another, even as God in Christ did what? For, so that means that because God forgave you, you are to extend that forgiveness to what? Are you seeing this? Come on, are you seeing this? Uh-huh. So he says, shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? Next verse. He now says, and his Lord was wrought and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. Next verse. 35. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you, if he from your heart forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. It means unforgiveness in your heart opens you up to tormentors. Unforgiveness in your heart causes it that you are not going to be able to what? Function in the fullness of God for you. Hallelujah. 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 I said hallelujah. Hallelujah, that's what happens. Because you not to be able to walk in fullness of God's power for you. So I don't know many of you have been asking God for something, but you are asking God for something. You have been leaving God for something for two years, one year. All right? No manifestation. All right? Maybe the reason why you are asking God for that thing is so that you want to pepper your senior brother. You want to pepper your father's junior brother. You want to pepper the people that abandoned you and your family when your father died. You want to show them. You understand? You want to pepper, you, you know, hatred and offenses in your heart. Hallelujah. You want so that you can pepper the old neighborhood. Listen to me. Hatred and offense is in your heart. That the power of God at work in you will not function properly under such circumstances. Glory to God. So forgive. Forgive. Extend forgiveness. Extending forgiveness to those that hurt you ensures, all right, the power of God ensures the flow of God's power, all right, through your life. It makes it easy for the power of God to flow. Glory to God. It makes it easy for the power of God to flow. All right? Look at Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. It tells us there that faith works by love. So when you find yourself, where you find faith not working, your faith not producing, check your love work. 
Although Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, the context of it, all right, is talking about salvation. He says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which walk by what? By love. So he's telling us that the faith of God that saved us, glory to God, came to us on the platform of what? God's love for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only what? Begotten son. So he's saying, Faith which worketh. Worketh there is energy. He's telling you that faith, glory to God, for salvation is operative because of what? The love of God. So the faith of God is active because of the love of God. We can now bring that principle based on all we have read that in Christ Jesus, anything that is not faith that works by love will not work. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Anything that is not of faith that works by love will not what? Will not what? It will not work. Even in the reward, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, all the things we do by faith, if love is not behind what we've done, it will not work. Remember 1 Corinthians 13. He says, if I have all the faith in the world, that I can what? Move what? Mountains. And do not have love, I am a what? Uh, I'm a what? Thinking what? Timber. I'm a making noise. Because love is actually the spirit and the character of this kingdom. Praise God. They love love. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, our faith in God is rendered ineffective, all right, when we walk in unforgiveness and walk in offense. All right, when we walk in hatred, our faith in God is rendered effective when we, all right, by the love of God for us and we produce it when we extend that love to others. You find out that the, the, the lenses, all right, or the focus of your prayer becomes different when love is the motivation. You'll find out that the focus of your prayer becomes different when love is for motivation, uh, motivation and the, 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 the prayer point you have becomes different when love is your motivation. You see, because selfishness is always inward. Love is always outward. Selfishness always thinks about self. Love always thinks about others. So when you begin to walk in love and begin to wish others well, you will find out that in your prayer, you will begin to pray for others to do well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Notice this, Jesus on the cross, glory to God, when he was between two thieves, what happened? The Bible says, he says in his last, all right, in the last prayer he made, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what, what they do. He didn't curse them. The last prayer of Jesus was a prayer of forgiveness for people that hung him on the cross. Stephen, all right, the, uh, what do you call it, the deacon, when they were stoning him, and they were killing him, what did he say? He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. So you see that love is a culture of the kingdom. So your prayer, all right, your prayer life must be such that it is filled with love. We have to ensure our intentions are purified when we pray. Hallelujah. Purified intentions. Not prayer filled with hatred. Not prayer filled with um, offense. Not prayer filled with unforgiveness. Not prayer motivated by the flesh, but prayer motivated by the spirit, all right, and the love of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Have you noticed something? That whenever the spirit of God wants you to walk in love towards somebody that you are hating or in offense, how many of you have noticed that no matter what you do, that thing is inside you? You have to do this thing. You notice that the spirit of God will not let you go until you what? You get that thing what? Out of the way. How many of you know what I'm talking about? understand so you have to learn that because that's the spirit of god not letting you go because that word when he says um if you do not forgive your heavenly father shall not forgive too that word forgive there is the greek word afiemi it's not aphesis aphesis is the word used in ephesians 1 7 all right um, in all of the scriptures i've showed you is afiemi and what does afiemi mean it means to release it means to send forth so basically he's saying if you do not release okay your brother from that unforgiveness, um, from the thing they did against you, your heavenly father will not release you from this act you have taken of not forgiving. Are you following? So that means your heavenly father will be on your neck. Praise God until you let them go. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And because he will be on your neck, you will be tormented by it. You want to pray? The Spirit of God said, Forgive him, call him up, buy me a gift. Praise the Lord. But he hurts me. He said he was going to marry me. I, 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 I use my school fees to help him start his business. And he left me. And he went for Aluchi 
And he went for Abomo. I will never forgive him. Never. Never. And the Spirit of God is saying, forgive. And the person starts praying for husband. Holy Ghost is saying, forgive. He said, no. Husband, what does husband have to do? Forgive. Forgive. The person is praying. I'm like, forgive. Forgive. Hallelujah. And you know forgiveness is just an adjustment in your heart. You know that? It's not just, just in your heart. It's not hard. Just forgive. I forgive you. I forgive you. I release you. Glory to God. And as you forgive, because it says when you stand praying, if you have all, so that means you can resolve it as you are standing what? Praying. Praise God. It didn't say you should go and have a kumbaya party with the person. No. It didn't say, okay, now, go and live with the person. No. It said just forgive. Glory to God. Forgive. He didn't say go and do foreclosure. No. He said what? Forgive. Amen. Just forgive. Forgive. Love is a law. And one of the foundation laws, foundational laws of prayer. Love guides our intent for praying. The reason for praying. Faith works by love. Faith works by love. Hallelujah. The spirit of a man born again cannot operate as it should, where the flesh is present, where the, the, the individual is walking in the flesh. Because when a believer is walking in the flesh, what has happened is that the flesh has gained ascendancy over his spirit. So it means that the, the spirit of that man born again is not in charge. He's not the one making decisions. So because he's not the one making decisions, what's going to happen is that he cannot fully manifest himself. It will be hard for that guy to hear God. Because the flesh is governing. Are you following what I'm saying? It will be hard for him to flow with God. It will be hard for him to hear God's direction. So it's difficult for him to receive answers. So you take unforgiveness out of the way. Forgive. Jesus mentioned it several times. Forgive, forgive. He said, when you stand praying, forgive. When you stand praying, he said, if you bring your gift, forgive. If you have heart against someone, forgive. Glory to God. Glory to God. So unforgiveness is going to cost you a whole lot. Unforgiveness. It will affect your ability to receive from God. Unforgiveness, walking in dishonor. Amen. Walking in dishonor, it will cost you. <laughs> you know what? You know, guys, look at me. Many people actually real forget that God is a spirit. And because he's a spirit, he's a personality. How I many of you understand what I mean by personality? Right? How I many of you understand what I mean by personality? It means that he's a person. He's not a robot. He's a person. You can talk to him. So, you know, many times when we read the Bible, we think that the Bible is like, how would I put it? Like a, a manual for our iPhone. You understand? Yes, it, it is. But you know there is the book that tells you about the person. Then there is the what? There is the person. Praise God. It's a person. So imagine, glory to God. I said glory to God. Now imagine a scenario where somebody, okay. Okay, guys, listen to me. Imagine this. I want to just paint a picture for you. Imagine the president of the country, all right? He appoints a governor over a particular region, okay? Are you paying attention? He appoints a governor over a particular region. Then somebody walks in disobedience to a clear instruction the governor gave that he got from the president. Now, that person that walked in clear disobedience and clear dishonor towards that governor now approaches the president, okay? As though nothing, you understand, nothing was wrong. Yeah. But the president got a report that this person was walking in dishonor towards, are you following? You know that a good president will first want to let us discuss this issue first. Are you following? Are you following? Why? Because these people actually forget that God is a person. They actually forget he's a person that has eyes, that ears, and is everywhere. You know, the more we realize that God is a person, I think it's going to affect the way we relate with each other. Because people actually don't believe God is actually everywhere. Because if you actually believe that God is everywhere, and yes, if you really believe it, then it will affect what you say, what you don't say. It will affect what you do, what you don't do. You understand? 
many people have this mindset that after we leave here, we will go and meet God. You understand? So the meeting with God is is, is a way match. You understand? It, our own 19 minutes here has not finished. So, but they don't realize that he's actually here. Praise God. It'll cost you. Amen. Hallelujah. Walking in the flesh is going to cost you. One of the consequences of walking in the flesh is unanswered prayer. One of the consequences of walking in the flesh is what? Unforgiveness. Unanswered prayer. <laughs> you know the Bible talks about in Galatians chapter 4. What did he say? He says the heir, as long as he's a what? He's a child, different nothing from what? A servant. But he's what? Subject to tutors. So that means that, <laughs> that the person that determines the graduation of that heir is not the father. It's not the tutors. It is who? The heir. He says, as long as he is what? A child. So God is ready to keep you. You will wait. Glory to God. Glory to God. You wait. So you want to stay in unforgiveness? Fine. Stay with it. You won't get manifestation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Remember when Jesus Christ talked about the different kinds of hearts. You notice that the heart determined what happened to the seed. How many of you remember? The kind of heart determined what happened to what? The seed. So the word that was planted was effective. But the kind of heart determined what happened to the seed. Praise God. I'm sure you have gotten it already. So flee unforgiveness. Forgive people. It's not, doesn't matter. Nobody's hurt is what's your manifestation. Nobody's hurt is what, 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 what's your, the fulfillment of God's plan for your life. Forgive people. And walk away from all of the, the hurt and unforgiveness. Never harbor hatred in your heart against anybody. Somebody broke up with you. Don't begin to say, I will marry before him. I will marry before her. Any relationship they have, it will break. You have that secret desire. So when something happens, you don't say, you see? You see? You see? You see? I've said it. I've said it. No. Glory to God. Glory to God. There are some people that are secretly waiting for other people's marriages to fail so that they can come and say and put cryptic posts on social media. You see this life, eh? When we say it, do you get? So they are secretly abhorring hatred in your heart and they are wondering why their prayer is not answered. Hallelujah. There are some that whenever, listen, there are some people that because of hatred, you know what about hatred and unforgiveness? It hides. It hides in the crevices of your heart. You have to intentionally chase it out. You find yourself that you just see somebody succeeding and your heart will be paining you. I don't know how many of you know what I'm talking about. You understand? You just see someone succeeding and it will be paining you that person is succeeding. Sometimes the person has not even done anything against you. But just that person's success is an affront to your existence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you know, there are some folks, there are some pastors that when they start seeing other people past churches doing well, they begin to hate them. Then when they now see a picture and they see an empty chair, they receive gratification. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's not about all these things. It's not expressing what we are expressing. Empty chair. Yes, sir. Hatred. May God deliver you from unforgiveness in Jesus' name. Say a big amen. Ah, unforgiveness. Wickedness. Look at 1 Peter chapter 3 and I'll close here. Concerning love, love. 1 Peter 3, 7. You see what Paul, Peter said? He was talking about married couples. And was telling them that they should sort out their problems quickly. And the reason why he said this, you sort out that prayer, he says, so that your prayers be not in that. He says, likewise, okay, let us back up to verse 5, 1 Peter 3, 5. Look, I says, so for after this manner, in the whole time, okay, let's back up again, because I want you to, I want the women to see this one. Amen, somebody. Let me tell you, the beauty, listen to me, I want to say something that may sound controversial, but it's not controversial. The beauty of a woman to her husband is in her obedience. Did you hear what I said? The beauty of a woman to her husband is her obedience, is in her obedience. The beauty of a daughter to the father is in her obedience. Hallelujah. Most women don't understand this thing I'm saying. They think that 
What they need is bigger bum bum. So they go and do butt enlargements. They think that what they need is bigger breasts. So they go and do breast enlargement. Then they will do mascara, then eyelashes, then two million Brazilian hair. Then they will now braid it with Colombian um, bone straight. Listen, all those things doesn't make you, it makes you more flashy. But if you have all of those things and you are a disobedient person and you have a bad character, all of the beauty will disappear. And that's why such women, what men can do with them uh, can is sex. After sex, and give them money. You can't have a relationship more than that. Praise God. So look at what Peter says. Look at it. He says, pay attention. You will find out how this affects prayer. Because some people don't realize it affects prayer. God is a person. He's not a he's not calculator. If I say prayer um, Jesus seven times, then I had only ghost fire. It is equal to answer. That's not how God is. Not, you are praying to a God. It's not a formula. Amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So it's like someone that goes to do yao yao business. Steals money from people. They come to pay tithes. They say, Frakata la babaye. More, Lord. More. It's not God's prayer. It's not the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that is going to answer his prayer. Amen. How many of you think it's God that is going to answer him to again? No, now. Not. Devils will assist him. Until one day we go to Dubai and the FBI will catch him and put three, 30 years imprisonment. Hallelujah. Then all the money you are stolen, they will carry everything. Then no more Instagram. You get. Glory to God. Yeah, if you are watching me and you're a Christian, you are doing yahoo yahoo. They will catch you in Jesus' name. If you don't repent, they will catch you. And if you repent, all the money you stole, you must return it. Return it. Return it. It's not your money. You stole it. You're a new creation thief. Alright? Your sins are forgiven, but that money must return it. Don't come and use anything. Return that money. Hallelujah. Amen, somebody? Yes, return the money. Glory to God. I say glory to God. If you are here, you use corner corner to collect another man's wife, and you are shacking up another man's wife, return the wife. Don't use new creation to cover it. There are a lot of new creation hooligans in the body of Christ. Hooligans, holy. Do you understand? They are hooligans. They will use, they will say kaino. They are using kaino. The word new creation, the word new there is kaino. They are using kaino to cover everybody's head. Mm -mm, don't do that. It's like somebody is attending a church. Listen to me. There are certain matters. No, I will address it. When we start doing, when we have a school of ministry, I will address some matters. All right? Someone is attending a church. So maybe that person is a worker or is a minister. Right? And that person. All right? The senior pastor there gives this person, you know, things to do. So, so as, as persons give persons giving person things to the person getting visible, he has some authority within the church, right? And that person now wakes up one day that the Lord has called him or her to ministry, and he's not carrying he or she's not carrying members in that church to another church to, to go and start. Are you following what I'm saying? Then most times they will target the prosperous members in the this thing, develop relation, and they will think it's been in their hearts. You now say the Lord was the one that said, Which Lord are you talking about? Those are irreverent, disorderly, dishonorable people. And they will hide it over the Lord, the Spirit of God, and so on. It lies a lie. The Lord is not, it's not Jehovah Yahweh Yahweh. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So I've said that prayer again. If you are a Yahweh Yahweh person, God will catch you. He will catch you in Jesus' name. You will enter flight. And as they land the flight, they will come and tell. If you don't, don't repent, ah, it's not cause. It's prayer. I'm praying for you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> One more. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I've told you something. All your sins in all your sins, past, present, and, and future are forgiven. But consequences of sins are there. So if you sleep with a man's wife and he catches you on his matrimonial bed, anything your eyes see, just take it. Because if he comes out with a gun and shoots you, he will get to court and he's going to argue that he was mentally unstable by what he saw before him. And they will argue that he is not guilty by reason of what? Mental insanity. And he will walk. But you are already with God. Explaining why the last seconds of your life was in adultery. 
<laughs> so walk in the spirit, there's no benefit in the flesh. Glory to God. Amen, somebody? Now, let's look at the next law I want us to look at. The law of patience. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's look at it. Likewise, he wives, be in subjection to what? Did he, to, to your what? Your own husband. So that means everybody should have their husband subject to them. Amen. It's not why subject to other people's husband. Your own husband. There's a reason why the own is there. I checked it in Greek. Own is own. He says that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the behavior of your wife. So good question, dear wife. Your behavior at home, can he win an unbelieving husband to the Lord? Amen? Can it? At times, you find Christian women sometimes, not all the time, not all women, but sometimes Christian women take advantage of the fact that their husbands are Christians. So they begin to sometimes do things they would never try if their husband was randy. You, I don't even know what I'm talking about. So imagine if a woman knew that, ah, this is my husband. <laughs> you understand? Any sporty like that, he has carry girlfriend. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you don't, ah, if I don't give him sex, he, ah, he will just say, ah, no problem. Next thing, he won't be at home the next day. You, you understand? Ah, daddy, baby, Sola, where are you? I'm somewhere. Maria Lola. You understand? You know where he has gone. So, <laughs> you know, that kind of this, you find that, ah, she already knows that, you understand? So she knows she's battling with one woman outside. For the husband's attention. So she gives the man anything they say. Ah, she will make it. She will put every single thing there. Why? She wants him to sit down at home. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You have seen many women like that. They, 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 because of their husbands, you understand? So I want him to be at home. Oh. So if you want to watch football, say, oh, honey, let us watch it at home. Because they know that if he goes to somewhere else to watch it, there may be another place he will branch from there. Amen. But sometimes Christian women just because their husband is Christian and they know that there's a pastor to report to. Hallelujah. Are you following? And because they know he's born again, they will not be doing balabala. You understand? How <laughs> <laughs> we doing balabala? Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Look, Peter is talking to you. He said, likewise, we wives be in subjection. To your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, hallelujah, they also, hallelujah, they also may without the word, that means without gospel preaching, be won by the conversation. That word conversation is anastrophe, behavior of the wives. Let's go on, verse 2. He now says, why they behold your chaste behavior coupled with fear. Next verse. What be that outward adorning of plating the air and of wearing of gold, of putting on of apparel? That means outward adorning. Verse 4. It says, But let it be the eating man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a what? Meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, of what? Great price. Next verse. He now says, For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorn themselves being in subjection unto their own husbands. Verse 6. He now says, Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. I'm not saying you should call your husband my Lord and Master. No, you understand? But he's talking about, alright, the way she saw and revered her husband. Whose daughters he are, as long as he do well, and are not afraid with any amazement. Next verse, verse 7. Now, pay attention. Look at what now says to husbands. He says, likewise, see husbands, dwell with them according to what? knowledge giving honor to the wife as unto the word weaker vessel it's not saying that this weaker vessel is not talking about someone that is um, a weak person he's saying that you know that attention you give to that piece of fine you know furniture or fine plates glass plates in your house where you handle it with care so that it does not break. You understand that? So that's what he's talking about here. He says, as unto we have and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not what? In that. Why is he saying that your prayers be not in that? Because if the woman does not submit and the man does not deal with the wife according to knowledge, what is going to happen? They will fight. And when they fight, all right, they will not be able to agree in prayer. Praise God. I don't know how many of you grew up with parents when they fought and if they wanted to pray. 
And they say, um, yeah, Anna, but you have one. And the person wants to pray. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right, it says that your prayers be not in that. Glory to God. That your prayer be not in that. Love is a foundational principle for prayer. Love. Love is a foundational principle for prayer. I, I, if you have somebody that you really hate, I want to give you a way to overcome that hatred. Pray for them. You cannot hate somebody you consistently pray for. Glory to God. One of the ways to deal with unforgiveness in your heart is to pray for the person you are actually working on unforgiveness to. Pray for the person. And as you are praying, tears will come down your eyes. But keep praying. You will now find out that that manifestation, you will see it. Because the power of God on your inside that was in that before will begin to flow and cause things to happen. Praise God. The next I want to talk about is, oh, the law of patience and persistence. I will just touch it a bit because of time. Important things everybody who prays must realize is that waiting and patience is an important aspect of prayer. Waiting and patience is an important aspect of prayer. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. In speaking of um, the Old Testament saints who prayed, who requested, the, the Bible talks about in Luke, um, a prophetess Anna who prayed for the appearance of the Messiah. She prayed, she wanted to see the Messiah. All right. Look at what he says in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. He says that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who what? Through what? Faith and patience inherited the what? The promises. So there is that place of patient waiting when it comes to prayer. That place of patience waiting. Abraham believed God. All right. He believed God would give him a child. But he waited 25 years for that manifestation. All right? He waited 25 years for that manifestation. There is a place of waiting. The place of waiting. When you have asked God, but you are patient in faith, till you see the manifestation. Now, I agree that sometimes that process of waiting can be challenging. Maybe you are believing God for a spouse. You want to get married. But now you are about 32. You are 34, 35. All right. 28. And no man has showed up. All right. Then you now begin to get to that point where it begins to get tiring waiting. Where you now begin to lose faith. Lose faith that this thing might I, I, will actually happen. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. Your Isaac will come. Hallelujah. I'm not saying the name of the person you marry is Isaac, but because, you know, before Isaac, you know, will get a lot of bombardment of, you know, message tonight. But I'm saying that your Isaac will come. Glory to God. All right. Isaac will come. Just wait. In that process of waiting, glory to God, it doesn't mean do nothing. In that process of waiting, you're thanking God. In that process of waiting, you're praying in the Spirit. You are checking, glory to God, for the leadings of God. Hallelujah. God told you, oh, you've asked God, I want to earn 10 million naira a month. And God, and you have the note of victory that you have that answer. You now begin to pray in the Spirit to look out for opportunities. Because the Spirit of God will prompt you, go here, talk to this person. Talk. That is part of waiting. Praise God. That is part of what? Of waiting. Hallelujah. Waiting and patience is an important aspect. There are certain things that it is not at the moment you ask for them that you will see the manifestation of those things. Some of those things may take time for them to manifest. And usually sometimes you're going to find out that it is during that period of waiting that God is actually causing you to change into the form of the man or woman that can handle the manifestation of what you are praying for. So, for example, we have the children of Israel, all right, who left Egypt, okay? But most of them that left Egypt were not warriors. They were not soldiers. So, they were not battle ready. Are you following? So, what did God, what did God do? The Bible says that there was a shorter way to get to the Canaan, okay? That didn't take that long. Maybe like a couple of days they will get there. But God took them by the way of the Red Sea. Even though the other way was shorter. Why? Because the people were not a fighting people. So he said, so that they would not see war. And what? And run. He took them where there was no war. He took them to the part of what? Least resistant. Though the way was what? Longer. So in those 40 days, 
all right, they demonstrated all their unbelief. Then the law of Moses was given. All of those things happened. And, you know, the 12 spies, every single thing, all of those happened in 40 days. So they showed in those 40 days that they were not even prepared to enter what? The promised land. So they had to wait for how many years? 40 years. Had they received the answer of the promised land? Yes, God had given it to them. But it took 40 years for them to be what? Transformed into the men and women, glory to God, that could handle the answer. At times, the answer has not entered your hand because your present form, all right, cannot handle that answer. And God, as a wise father, will keep that thing from you. Because if you get it, it will destroy you. There are some folks that if they got married now, they will destroy the man, destroy the child, destroy themselves, and destroy everybody. Glory to God. They will destroy everything. Because they are not in that form where they can handle a marriage right now, and handle ministry, and handle the business, and be effective. If they met the man right now, all of their insecurities and their past 17 boyfriends and all of the bad experience they will eat it on that person, the man will run away. Praise God. I said, Praise God. Praise God. Let me tell you something. This is one of the things I found out why you must never be sad about certain things. Maybe people walk out of your life. You know, you just find that someone does walk out of your life. Calm down. You, you are not seeing the full spectrum of the chessboard. They walked out for a reason. Hallelujah. They may give you reason, you know, but the person that removed them is God. Glory to God. There are certain delays you've experienced in your life. Many times, we don't understand that a delay is actually sometimes a rerouting. Some delays are not delays. Glory to God. I, I'm looking at myself as a pastor. If some of the growth we're experiencing now, we experience this kind of growth, say... Seven years ago. I remember when we started ministry and we're two or three years in and we used to be a ministry where we transported like hundreds of students every Sunday. I don't remember that time. We just transport students. Imagine if for some ways maybe those people stayed and all and stuff. I don't think that the steps I took, hallelujah, to learn what I know now, I would have taken them. Because it's working. I don't think I will be the kind of minister I am now. If I did not have the broken relationships that I had, the heartbreaks that I had, I don't think I would be able to love my wife the way I do. Hallelujah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think I'll be able to give counsel to many of the young people in church that are about to get married or are married. All right. I don't think so. Why? Because you see, when you have had several heartbreaks, you have seen different perspectives. Glory to God. You have seen different things, so you understand, you get, I don't, you understand. I, well, I did that, I was in nine relationship before I got married, so that's a rich experience. I should write a book. Hallelujah. I should write a book. Amen. I'm grateful for it. It wasn't God that caused the outbreak, but God used it to teach me. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Waiting. Learn how to ask, but also practice patience. Learn how to wait. 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 Learn it. Learn waiting. Learn how to maintain the right attitude in prayer while you are waiting for the manifestation. Learn not to complain like the Israelites did while they were waiting. Learn how to wait. Learn how not to murmur while they are waiting. Learn how to wait. Learn how not to compare yourself with other people who are in their harvest seasons. Glory to God. Learn how to wait. Because many times while you are waiting, some other people will be doing very well. Some other people will be doing very well. They'll be, some, some other people will be getting married. They will be having triplets. Some will be buying 2022 you know, Lexus Jeep. And some will be going to Bankuli. Some will be going to Malaysia. Some will be going to New York. So you will be seeing that your girlfriend, you guys were, were best friends when you were kids. Hallelujah. I'm
TDJ Extreme now. All right, you are you are your best friends when when you are, when you were kids and and you guys you know you guys used to roll go on a roller coaster together. Now she is in New York. She's doing roller coaster with her husband. Roller coaster with her husband. Even it could be that this husband was the person that broke up with you and married your best friend. Listen to me. Learn how to learn how to wait when it's painful. When you are seeing folks that you feel don't deserve it, get ahead of you. Learn how to wait. Learn that how of waiting, of not judging, all right? Not comparing, but abiding in God's presence, knowing that as long as I stay here in faith, believing God, patiently, I will see my manifestation. And you understand that that period of waiting is a process. Causing you to be changed into the man, into the woman that God can use, glory to God, to bring about, right, uh, to bring about a message that can reach a broad spectrum of people who are waiting to. Hallelujah. Notice something as I close. The patience of Job is a message today on patience when things are not going on well. Hallelujah. The patience of Abraham. To wait for Isaac is a message today. The patience of the Old Testament says to wait for the Messiah is a message today. Listen to me. Your faith and your patience will also be used as a message to others if you can what? Patiently and faithfully walk the word. Have you been blessed today? Have you been blessed today? Have you been blessed today? Hallelujah. Can we just lift our hands and just thank God for this? You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olalea of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.